Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Eurogamer Newscast. This week talking about Grand Theft Auto 6 and also a very strange occurrence that's happening with Nier's door and cathedral. We'll get into all of that in a minute. Joining me this week to discuss is uh, Eurogamer's reporting team is Ed Nightingale. Hello. Liv Nang. Hello. And Ishriak Subban. Hello. And I'm Tom Phillips. And the big story this week is Grand Theft Auto 6, which uh, has a female playable character as one of its lead roles, a first for the series since, well, for a very long time. And uh, more importantly, all of this has come to light in a really good report from Bloomberg talking about how Rockstar's internal development processes have changed um, since all of the issues that came to light around the launch of Red Dead Redemption 2 several years ago now. Um, so yeah, we got this news yesterday. Uh, it was reported by Bloomberg's Jason Schreier and uh, has really been picked apart by the internet. Ishrak, uh, when did you first see this story and sort of what was your first impression of it? Where, where, where you saw it was the focus on um, the changes to the games what's going to be new in GTA 6 or what's in uh, what's sort of been changing within Rockstar itself? Yeah, it's interesting. I think I first saw it on Twitter, <laughs> as you would, uh, from largely GTA-focused like accounts and, and publications. And they largely ignored the core of Jason's story, which is the internal reforms and, um, at Rockstar. And it was best. It was I think the first thing I saw was like an infographic of the list of like new things from new GTA Six features, female protagonist, um, which kind of missed the point. And then I was wondering like, oh well, where did this story come from? And then eventually I got to the Bloomberg story, um, which is very different to I think how most of the internet um, presented this story. Um, I think the Grand Theft Auto Six and and the We'll call them leaks that Jason put as part of the story. We're just really just, I think, giving context to the internal reforms at Rockstar. Then I don't think the story is really about the game itself. Um, but nonetheless, there, you know, there are is, there is interesting news. The fact that we do have a female protagonist is is, is a huge step for for the game series, which has historically been quite um, male dominated. Well, male dominated, yeah, exactly. Developed um, for the male gaze, I would say, is fairly for, fairly for fair. For sure, for sure. Um, and yeah, there's been a lot of mixed reception, I think, from, from, from GTA's core audience, which I think you were kind of expecting, but I think, I think it's a good step. And I think that Rockstar has a history of making quality games. It even, I'm thinking Red Dead Redemption 2, where you had one of the key characters was Sadie Adler, and she was a fantastic character. I think Rockstar makes really well developed characters. And I think it doesn't matter if it's male or female or anything. I think it's going to be a fantastic game. Um. I think people just need to give it a chance. Yeah, and you say GTA's core audience. I mean, with GTA's audience, it's it's 
the most profitable game of all time. If you're talking about GTA Five, it's one of the best-selling game series ever. It, it sells in the hundreds of millions of copies. GTA Five launched on like three different console generations. Now we're talking about a a, a minority that posts angrily on the internet who don't like some of the suggestions that uh, GTA Six is going to be. I don't even want to say more progressive. I just want to say a bit more current, up to date. A video game that you know is being developed for release in the twenty twenties. Yeah, I, yeah, I do think it's it's a light, loud minority who, I don't know. I think part of it's just you expect from the video game community that they don't like change, and any sort of change is seen as a threat to a game a game formula that they really love. And I do understand that to that extent, but I think they just need to be. Yeah, it is. It is the twenty twenties, and you can't make the same sort of GTA that Rockstar's been making for the past few decades. Hmm. Well, um, I haven't seen any criticism, thankfully. I would hope for uh, the changes inside Rockstar itself, and uh, there've been numerous reports here on Eurogamer and elsewhere about what that had been like in the past on previous projects. Livy, you said that you had some thoughts on uh, Rockstar in the past and how it operated. Yeah, I mean, certainly surrounding like Red Dead Redemption Two, I it just it's it's it was sort of just shocking and kind of horrible to read about, the, you know the the crunch and the hours that developers were having to go through, um and you know the internal culture which was frat boy like at Rockstar, so I think I think this is a really nice change, and I think that regardless of whatever comes out of this you know female protagonist everyone's going crazy about that um i think it, it'll be really good to see kind of the product of of a development cycle that isn't you know pulled down by things like crunch and toxic work culture and things like that so like and i think it'll put a lot of pressure on other studios as well you know like you've got a lot of allegations about um, discrimination at Sony um, there's been crunch you know other basically all of the big studios and I think that when this comes out and I, I mean I hope it will get a good reception because it's it's sort of refreshing to see this coming into you know a GTA a GTA game which kind of historically hasn't you know been as you know diverse as this that, that we're being told about so you know, yeah, it just I've lost my train of thought now. But <laughs> but no, I think you're right. I think you're absolutely right. It's interesting, and not only is it interesting for GTA, but you make a good point about if this is the case for Rockstar, you know, literally one of the best known video game developers in the world. It is a good thing that this is being talked about, and it is a good thing, hopefully, that other developers may look at that and say, well, you know, if they're doing it, then you know, and and. GTA is, as you say, a game that uh, definitely had a sort of a way of treating everything very nihilistic. Certainly didn't take any prisoners when it was coming to the way it viewed the world. It was a very successful parody in a lot of ways, but also, um, you know, had a lot of criticism for how it handled its um, representations of minority groups and uh, the level of violence, violence towards women, and and yeah, it's. I think that uh, if a game franchise as big as GTA and as successful as GTA is sort of saying and you know looking in the mirror and thinking maybe we can't do that again in the 2020s, 
than anyone can. Of course, I would also say, you know, Rockstar has the ability to do this because it continues to rake in hundreds of millions of dollars uh, from GTA Online. It can take the time to do this, uh, you know, like as much as we are all praising it for sort of doing what some have said is, is really nothing more than the bare minimum. Um, they are also able to do this because GTA Online continues to fund the company. Red Dead Online certainly isn't. <laughs> that's another story. <laughs> Too soon. I did, yeah. I did uh, find one interesting thing from that Bloomberg piece, which was that the, the change in the workplace culture and, and less emphasis on crunch means that instead of making an, an ever, ever increasingly big, massive map, and it's already going to be a big map, but that they're focusing more on having interior spaces where you can interact, I think is a positive step in game design. I think over the past few de- two decades, I think we've just seen developers, I'm looking at Ubisoft, where you've made really massive worlds which don't have too much substance. Um, and I think a change on maybe scaling it down a bit, but also having a bit more depth into the small areas that you have is a positive step. And of course, Rockstar has according to this piece, we'll continue to update the game and I'm sure they will. So I think it's better to have a slow pace of improving the game than having to get everything out on release. Yeah, that's another thing, isn't it? It's not just them sort of changing uh, some of the tone of the game, but also the way that it's going to be released. And that also is inarguably very much more... It seems like geared to how games come out in the 2020s. You know, Fortnite is obviously the most obvious one. Warzone's trying to copy that. The next Assassin's Creed major one um, is going to be the live service Infinity that's going to be built upon year after year. And and we can see GTA going the same way. It was interesting because uh, the bulk of that report, as we were saying, is about Rockstar's studios. But people have pulled out the female protagonist. People also pulled out Miami. Bloomberg 12 months ago reported Miami. They called it Vice City, but that's interchangeable in in the series. And uh, they also reported back then about the, how this game was going to be built in a in a way that uh, was better for developers, had less that needed to be crammed in at launch, and um, was going to be built on over time. All that stuff's out there already. Uh, it was interesting to see people have quite short memories when it comes to that. <laughs> Although you could also say this game has already been in development for like eight years and, and you know, a year ago already seems like a very long time. Surprising it hasn't all leaked already. Yeah. Well, Rockstar's NDAs are a scary <laughs> thing. I am led to understand. I do uh, feel like Rockstar, you know, as we've said, they are one of the biggest gaming companies out there. And I do feel like they have a responsibility to players, to the industry, I think they have a lot of influence. Um, and I think that they need to recognize that and understand that, okay, well, you know, if we do have a more diverse and inclusive cast in our game, that other you know, that might have an influence over the people that play our games that are probably mostly men um, and maybe need to have some toxic views changed. But also if we change the way that our, our company works and the way that we work, other companies will also follow that. I think they need to recognize that influence that they have. Um, and with them making these positive moves, I think that could have a knock-on effect. Um, you know, as Liv mentioned, you know, allegations at Sony, there's the whole Activision Blizzard thing. I feel like this all ties together into a real sort of wave of change that is coming over the industry at the moment. Yep. Ubisoft as well, another good example. And, uh, and Riot, of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, 
there was a line in the Bloomberg report, I think, which, which speaks exactly to what you're saying, Ed, which is that this is a industry-wide thing. And it was how Rockstar was originally founded as like, a you know, basically a boys club. Uh, and they have now, you know, finally had to realize that actually, like, they are this enormous multi-billion company and should start acting like one rather than yes. just a bunch of boys in a room. And I think too many video game developers have existed for too long with that worldview, and it is beyond time that that has finally started to change. Absolutely. And, and it needs public reports like this and people coming forward and sharing experiences uh, for that light to be shown. Otherwise, you know, if it makes money and it sells and they can just carry on doing it, getting people in the office for 100 hours a week, let's just carry on doing that. That's what we know. Anyway, I'm very excited for GTA 6 whenever it does come out. Uh, it sounds like it's not going to be out for a while. Is that right, Israel? I think it was mid-2024 um, is the speculated sort of release schedule. So we've still got a while yet. As a GTA fan, are you? is this all exciting, like a Bonnie and Clyde style, male-female lead characters? Does this sound good? I, I think it's a refreshing change. I've always enjoyed Rockstar's story and narrative. And I think the what I like about Rockstar games is I think no two are the same. I mean, yeah, you could look up two GTA games and it's got the same basic formula, but the different protagonists, the storylines, they are all different. And I think that's what makes Rockstar games great. Um, so I'm excited. I'm really excited for it. Um, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to it. Just, it just needs to come out now. <laughs> Liv, are you going to play GTA 6? Do you think? Yeah, I think I will. Um, I, I haven't really played any of the other games. This is going to go... Like... I'm going to go down in like fires of gamer rage now against <laughs> like, like I'm going to get so many just gamer boys get coming on my doorstep. Like what is wrong with you? Um, no, I played, I played summer five um, and I did like it, but I just, I don't know. I just, it kind of, there was other things I like wanted to play, but I did enjoy like the, the I think I had about like 10 hours or something on it. Um, but I think I will, because it's certainly different to what, GTA has been in the past and I'm very intrigued by that and I also want to see what the product of something of, of the product of like a studio you know that is putting in these positive changes in the development cycle and I really want to see what what the end product of that can be because I think it could be something really really amazing right well uh we've still got a long time to wait but hopefully we'll get more details uh, before that. And um, maybe Rockstar will come out with some stuff of its own now if it wants to sort of uh, set the, you know, if it wants to get the message back on the stuff that it's saying. It acknowledged earlier this year that basically the bulk of its teams were now on GTA 6, but uh, nothing yet really official on it at all. Um, the other big story this week, changing tech, uh, it's also something that we're looking forward to hearing a bit more about, basically because none of us are quite sure exactly what is going on. Ed, I'm going to leave it to you to try and explain uh, this whole scenario, which started earlier this week and has a certain fandom extremely excited. What's been happening? Yeah, I mean, you say none of us know. I don't think anybody knows. And that's the big mystery mm. of this is that or do they on the Internet really or do they? I mean, are they just playing? <laughs> Innocent Yoko Taro. That's it. That's it. Um, so you say it started earlier this week. It actually started about a month ago with yeah. a Reddit post from someone called Subfutago. 
And they posted some screenshots from Near Automata of a church room. Now, this church room does not exist in the game. People have played the game. It's been out for five years. Nobody knows where this church suddenly came from. And they posted it saying, look, I discovered this church in the game, but my friend can't find it. So, like, does anyone else know where this has come from? And people were replying saying, well, show us some videos. You know, it's a screenshot. This could be faked. And then earlier this week, they released some videos of them basically going up to a wall. I won't say where it is or who it is, because that's sort of spoiler territory if anyone hasn't played it. Um, but they go up to a wall and there is a door there that no one has seen before. And the door takes you then into a room, down a ladder, through a twisted corridor, uh, and then supposedly to this church. Now, this video ended at the twisted corridor, but they said, this is the run up to the church. And people are like, well, hang on, where has this door come from? Like, we've never seen that before. And so it got the sort of data mining modding community really sort of fired up because they're wondering, well, where's this come from? And the thing is, is that the game has... I believe been modded, but not to this extent. Um, it's not been modded to the extent of adding in assets, adding in, you know, levels, essentially, like changing the level design. Um, what then happened was it's gone across the internet. The memes are everywhere. Um, Yoko Taro has even shared it, um, basically saying that his insight is that he has no insight because he points to his Twitter profile that says, I can't answer questions on games. So he's refusing to answer it. Um, the producers have also commented saying, oh, this this sounds like something that Yoko Taro could do. Um, so whether they know or whether they're just sitting back enjoying it, who knows? They are just fueling the flames and letting things go on. What's then happened today overnight is that more videos have come up from the same poster. Um, they are now in the church area, but playing as a different character in the game. Um and there are assets in this church room that appear to be from Near Replicant, which was the first game that came out that was then remastered and came out last year. Um, it has assets from it. There's a bird bath that you can talk to um, that in this video, the dialogue is all in Japanese. All the posts on Reddit have been in English so far. The post literally says it's in a strange language. Could it be Korean? No, it's, it's Japanese. Um, that's been translated by people online who believe that it is uh, referencing replicants. Um, there's a treasure chest in the corner that can be hacked that also has a report referencing replicant. So it feels like a lot of this stuff is is very much referencing near replicant. But that also means that this can't be a mod because those assets don't exist in near automata, and you can't add them in on PC or PS4. So. Where have they come from? And that's the big mystery here. No one knows where this has come from. No one really knows who Sad Futago really is. Um, their English hasn't been great on Reddit. Whether that's just a cover-up, we don't know. Um, it's just this huge, huge mystery. Um, the, I think the latest sort of belief, really, is that this could potentially just be a big marketing ploy. Um, Near Automata is coming out in October on Switch. So could this just be to reignite interest in the game before that? The fact that it's got near replicant stuff in it, maybe they could also be hinting that near replicant is also going to follow because the remaster was last year, but not on Switch. Could that be coming? That's massively me speculating. Um, 
who knows we don't know where this has come from or why or who is even posting it and it's just this huge mystery that has set the internet ablaze hopefully that clears it up for you (laughs) (laughs) firstly are you okay are you getting sleep You've written it. This is the third day in the row that we've um, we've covered it on Eurogamer now, and the rabbit hole just keeps getting deeper and deeper every day. And I think yesterday we were all sort of thinking, oh, you know, this is just a mod. And I think now today you've you've changed your mind, haven't you? You're starting to have some suspicions. Yeah, I mean, it just felt like a bit of a hoax beforehand, but now that people have just have sort of analysed it and realised that it's the stuff from Near Replicant, the fact that that isn't in the game. It's like either someone has managed to mod this that no one else has achieved or it has to be someone high up has done something and this is some sneaky marketing thing. Hmm. And a marketing thing for presumably a new release of Replicant down the line or something to maybe even a new game. Maybe. Who knows? Okay. Ishrak, what do you think? Is this a sneaky marketing ploy? Is this very clever? Or is this just some modder who doesn't know what he's doing? Honestly, I, I just think it's so entertaining to see the entire community becoming Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, just <laughs> pulling the dots together, like, what's Ooh. going on? <laughs> um, I, I'm, I'm, you know, having Ed lay out all like that, I'm starting to be convinced that it is a big marketing ploy. He's yeah, beginning it, it's... to believe. <laughs> You're getting me wrapped in. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, it does seem a little bit good to good to be true to just be someone, some random fan just spotted something and then modded it in or something. Like, nah, there's something more to it. I, I do think that, yeah, I think we're going to see an announcement sometime soon and then Ed will be vindicated. <laughs> Liv, what do you think? Where, what, is, what is behind all of this? Yesterday, I was on kind of the mod like this is just a mod someone's just modded this to fake some sort of you know secret area but with the with the introduction of the replicant stuff and the fact that you can't currently mod stuff in that's kind of got me got me switching base a little bit but i just i'm also the same as ishrak i'm just loving like watching the subreddit go down because people are people are like maybe the church isn't real you know, maybe, maybe that maybe the true moral is that we are we've all become gods and we can all make our own content and the church isn't real. So I think, like you know, it's just it's just it's just hilarious watching kind of people just melt down over what this is because no one can figure it out. By people, do you mean Ed? Well, yes, also Ed. <laughs> Sorry, Ed. I I'm just a journalist doing my job. <laughs> That's what you tell yourself. <laughs> I'm I'm torn. I sort of I want to believe that it's a mod because I want to believe that someone has done something that no one else can do, and that is cool, and that this is a very organic thing that has just happened and created all of this speculation and drama, and that the publishers are just playing along with it now. I would be a little disappointed if it was uh, all a plant. I also I think on balance still think that it's too clever and it's it's it has grown up very organically for it to have been like a deliberate marketing ploy because you can tell you know when stuff gets like teased or people do ARGs and things like that and it's made to look like oh this weird thing's happening and then it's just a part of some marketing campaign you can always tell and Mm. I don't know if there's enough of a smoking gun here yet for me 
I just I think it's too smart. But then again, if if that is what it is, then I will just be more impressed. So I I can't wait to hear more. Do you want to know? I feel like as well. This is this is just the joy of gaming that it brings people together <laughs> in this speculation <laughs> and secrecy. It's like you know, is is the Triforce in Ocarina of Time or? whatever other sort of secrets that people sort of find and is it real is it not the f- if this is a marketing ploy the way that it's playing on that i think is just absolutely ingenious yeah what were you going to say Liv? i was just going to say that i think the wildest theory that i've read so far is that this particular person got given a special version of the game like personally from Yoko Taro, which is special and has all this extra stuff in, and they are the only person who's going to be able to access it because no other no other version of the game has apparently shipped. Of that, you're the chosen one. Yeah, this is that's my favorite one so far. <laughs> I think that is. I'd probably put that at the bottom of the <laughs> likelihoods. Who knows? Who knows at this point? Ed, what do you think is going to happen next, or where do you see this story going? Unless someone just comes out and says it's a hoax or it's a it's a mod or a marketing campaign. I, I either. Um, I mean, look, t- tomorrow's a new day. There could be even more videos <laughs> or something. Um, I, you know, it could be that Sad Fitagi comes out with something, says, "Oh, it's a hoax," or "Oh, lol, it's me, Yokotaro." Or I think the smarter thing would just be to leave it and just let people continue speculating oh. for, for however long. So it's never solved. I think that would be best. Cliffhanger. I really, I really don't like like unsolved mysteries. I always want to know. <laughs> Nobody does, but that's what will keep you gripped. It is There'll what will keep it. be a podcast about this in 10 years' time. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that is what will keep it in people's memories. That and YouTube videos. There'd be like a million of them. Of course. <laughs> Lance McDonald is working on one right now. <laughs> Lance McDonald hasn't slept since Monday, I can tell. <laughs> right, well, uh, maybe next time we'll reconvene. This mystery will be solved, or maybe there'll be yet more layers to it for us to bury into, and Ed will be looking uh, e- even more uh, like Charlie from Only Sunny. Uh, we'll see. Thank yeah, you I'll for have joining us. Green screen next time. Just <laughs> yeah, all the red string. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. If you made it this far, it's always appreciated. Uh, we'll be back next week with whatever next week brings. Until then, um, Ed, where can people find you on Twitter? You can find me at Ed underscore Knights with an N. And Ishrak? You can find me at ISHRXQ underscore. And Liv? I am at JustCastHoly on Twitter. And I'm Tom Phillips, CG. Thank you again, everyone. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.